Hey yo everybody, what's up? It's your girl Jay and it's time for another edition of Jay's Quick 3. Before I get started, I just want to announce that I am now on iHeartRadio. They are not paying any bills, but I'm just on the platform. So if you do have iHeartRadio, you can listen to me there on the podcast tab or area on there. I will be updating my links If you can't find me on there, you can go to jaysquick3.buzzsprout.com and it's there if you go to a certain episode or if you just go to the main page, it should have the link to iHeartRadio. So along with Apple and Google and Spotify and a host of others, I'm now on iHeartRadio. So again, very excited about that. So let's get this show started. This week, it's... it's, um, It was a slow couple of weeks, I thought, and then some things started happening and it was very interesting to me. So I definitely wanted to talk about some of these things. So first of all, I'm going to, my number three this week is going to be quickly about Colin Kaepernick and the Jay-Z thing. So the NFL had set up a workout with Colin Kaepernick, I guess, to show off his I mean, I guess they have these tryouts. I don't know anything about football, first of all. Let me just say that. So I'm just going off of what I've read and I've seen. So apparently Colin has a workout or the NFL was going to set up a workout, I think, in Atlanta at the Falcons um, field. They were going to have a bunch of, I guess, representatives of the NFL teams. there, 25, I think, to be exact. And they will have their own media and things like that there to watch him. And then I guess once they see that workout, the owners or the teams kind of talk about if they want to choose him or not, or any player for that matter, if they have these workouts. Well, at the last minute, Colin decided he was not going to do that. He wanted to have his own workout. He did it 60 miles away from where the, the, the NFL wanted to have the workout. And I don't think he gave them that much time. I will have to read the source again to find out exactly how much time I want to say he did this a few hours before he was supposed to have the workout with the NFL. Now he said he did this because they wanted him to sign some kind of release that would take away the liability, I guess, if he got hurt or something and they would not allow, I guess, certain media outlets there or, He was concerned about it not being transparent. I guess he wanted his own media there or those that he trusted in the NFL would not allow that. So he wanted, he didn't like that. So he decided to have his own workout with his own media there and then invited, I guess, who else wanted to come. But he wanted to make sure it was fully open because I'm sure at this point he doesn't trust the NFL because of all the things that have gone on these past three years of him kind of being shut out of the NFL for really just peacefully protesting for whatever reason NFL has like shunned him away and they don't want to have anything to do with him, but they're acting like that's not the case. So it's fair that Colin wanted to have his own, wanted to kind of separate from that and do his own thing and then allow the NFL to watch that workout or be a part of that or whatever, and then make their decisions. He kind of made a little speech at the end of his workout and just said he's willing to talk to any of the 32 teams 
he's ready. They can see he's ready. And if they want to talk to him, they can hit him up pretty much. Now, where the controversy came into now, some people outside of what I'm about to talk about, some people were saying like, he shouldn't have done that. He should have just went along with the NFL and did what they asked him to do. It, and to them, it's apparent that he really doesn't want to play because if he wanted to play, he would not. He would have just complied and went along with it. And I think that's the whole point of what Colin is has been doing this whole time. It's like, I don't have to comply with that. If you want me, this is me. And there's no reason why you wouldn't want me because all I want to do is play football. You can see I'm in shape. I can do this job, blah, blah, blah. So some people in within the NFL or sports world are saying that he made the wrong decision. Now, the controversy I want to talk about is that somehow some source, and I'm put that in air quotes, has stated that Jay-Z was upset at Colin for doing that. Like he apparently from this source, he was one of the people that talked to, what's this guy's name, Roger Goodell, about giving Colin a chance to work out. And he was doing that as a favor of Jay-Z. And I guess Colin turning that down and doing his own thing, according to this source, upset Jay-Z, and he's upset about it. Now, I don't know who that source is. No one knows who that source is. Well, that's all, but you know, that's all it takes in the internet world is to, for some source to say something. Cause now it's all over the internet that, you know, people are trying to drag Jay-Z again through the mud, calling him all kind of names and saying this really was a money grab. We, they knew he wasn't in it for Colin and blah, blah, blah. Just trying to cause all this controversy between them. And I don't know if that's true or not. Um, earlier, I want to say yesterday, Rock Nation which is Jay-Z's company, tweeted out that Jay-Z hasn't spoken to any source, so they don't know what he's talking about. So pretty much they're denouncing whatever this rumor is. And to me, it's just ridiculous. Like, I feel like, like, I, I know there's, people love, like, sensational stories. It can't just be, you know, people won't leave this Jay-Z NFL thing alone. And I understand, like I said before, their thoughts are their thoughts and their opinions are that and they can have that. But people are just so quick to jump to conclusions without knowing the whole story. Like we still do not know what Jay-Z's plans are with the NFL other than what we've seen on the surface. We don't really know. And even if he had a hand in getting him to have this this workout with Colin Kaepernick to say that he's disappointed in Colin, he didn't outright say that and people running with that. It's just another, another thing like just people just jump on things and create so much drama and so much sensationalism, I feel on certain things without even knowing the whole story. And people just go with that. The blogs and the news stories, the news stations. And I just see a bunch a bunch of tweets and retweets and reposts of just this beef between Colin that supposedly him and Jay-Z have, which we don't know. So I'm kind of getting, I'm over this, this thing. Like if they are beefing, if there is some issues, if Jay-Z is upset or Colin's upset with Jay-Z or whatever, then it that's what it is, but we don't know. So I'm really just getting tired of people speculating and forming their own opinions and 
putting it out there like it's fact because it's not. So maybe I feel a little strongly about it because I am such a fan of Jay-Z and I do believe that he's really trying to work for good. And I do see what Colin is doing. And I I also support him and what he's doing. I just, to me, I think there's more common ground than what people are trying to put out there. I think they're trying to create drama where there's no drama. But again, I don't know. So we'll hear more about this story, I'm sure, as things go on. I hope he gets a call from the NFL. We don't know if he will. I'm doubtful that he will because they just want someone to shut up and play football. And if that's not known by now, then, you know, I don't know what rock you've been under. So the fact that he kind of defied and did his own thing may, people may look down on that, I guess, some of the owners or whatever. So. To me, it doesn't make sense. They should let this man play, but that's not my realm. So it is what it is. So Cap is going to keep doing what he needs to do. And hopefully one day he'll get to play. So my number two this week, I want to talk about two of, I feel, two of R&B's up and coming artists. Hopefully, if they decide to stay in the industry, that is Summer Walker and Ari Lennox. Now, from what I understand, they're friends. They they were recently at the Soul Train Awards posing together, and I know they've done some interviews together before, and they seem like they're genuinely friends and stuff. So it's ironic, I guess, kind of that both of them are having some issues recently dealing with the industry. So I'm going to talk about Summer first. So I would say, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe Summer was having a lot of anxiety, which she suffers from. And she says that she's not shy about it. She has social anxiety. And um, she had her over it tour. She's already said, look, I'm just going to do this tour. And after this, I'm done because I'm not made for this. This is not the not the business and industry that I want to be in. And it's just not working out for me. So she had these shows and I believe, I want to say last week, there was a post made by one of her fans, which she went to the concert and then a meet and greet. And she was pretty much just saying that she was disappointed because, you know, she loves Summer Walker so much and she's such a big fan. But the way that Summer Walker was acting during this meet and greet and how she didn't want to sit next to her and she didn't want to touch her and she barely spoke. It just turned her off and she was just thrown off by that and it was off-putting and she's upset. And a lot of people were going in on that, saying that, trying to call out Summer Walker and saying, you know, this is not how you treat your fans. You, You claim that you have this issue and if you have this issue, then why are you having a meet and greet and why are you, when you perform, you don't seem like you're into it. Then kind of, I guess, reiterating what she's already saying is that she's struggling with it and she's trying to get people to understand that. But people are kind of taking that and running with it and kind of, uh, I guess, demonizing her and just overall just being mean people. And Summer responded back and just said, yeah, I had these I have these meet and greets. I really do love my fans. I really want to connect with them. But I I'm an empath and I feel people's energy. And even though you might not necessarily feel like you have something going on right at the moment where you're meeting me, you probably have some unresolved feelings or some things that's going on within yourself 
that maybe you don't recognize, but I can feel that energy and that affects me. And that's why I just don't make a habit of touching people or being around people in close proximity if I don't have to. And she pretty much said, then, yeah, that's that's the reason why. And I'm sorry that you guys feel that way, but this is what I, I suffer from. This is what I've been dealing with. And she decided to cut back on her tour. She cut some dates out. And I think she had, I, don't, I didn't count, maybe about maybe 10 to 12 more shows maybe she was going to do. Now, I have read that she's just canceled her whole tour. I don't know if that's true. I haven't seen that on her social media, but I did see that she said she was going to cut back and just be done with the tour and then, I guess, be done performing. I don't know if she's going to stop doing music altogether, but I do know she said she wanted to stop performing because it's just too much on her mental health, and that means a lot to her, as it should. Now, the thing that kind of gets me is, and I'll talk about this more when I get into Ari Linux, but it's just people, I don't know what it is about the social media era and how everyone's opinion has to be put forth and how people feel like they know or they have a right to have an opinion about somebody else's situation. And everyone can direct her and give her advice on what she should be doing or how they feel she should be acting. And they can say, oh, well, she's putting up an act or it's not that serious or you used to strip and all this other stuff. It's like none of that stuff has anything to do with what she's saying at this very moment. Uh, Mental health awareness and mental health is very important. And it is kind of like a hot topic right now. And it's something everybody's pushing and celebrating and sharing. And some of these same people that are, are quote unquote, in the fight of mental awareness, mental health awareness, is um, are these same people that are saying that she's not being real and she's faking and this isn't that big of a deal and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I mean, I think people feel like just because you may have some fame and you may have some money and you have a platform and you seem to be able to live your dream, then that you don't have real people problems. Like mental health, health overall doesn't care who's rich or who's poor or who's well off or anything like that. They don't care if you have a platform. It doesn't care if you have, you know, millions of followers or two followers. If your health is not in in check, you can suffer from whatever that consequence is. It doesn't matter about that. So just because she is, you know, a singer with a big platform doesn't mean that she can't suffer from having anxiety. And the thing is, so many people suffer from this. And sometimes you don't even recognize that it is what 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 it is. I didn't realize it took me going to therapy to realize that I suffer from a form of anxiety. Now, I don't know if I have anywhere close to what Summer Walker has. She seems to be very uncomfortable in certain situations, but I'm not in the situations that she's in. I'm not famous. I'm not speaking to, you know, hundreds of people. I'm not performing in front of big crowds. So I don't know how I would react if I was in her position, but I do know I suffer from that. Like I have issues speaking in front of groups. Like if I have to do a presentation or if I have to do a speech or something like that, which I've had to do in school and and in work and stuff, 
And I get really nervous. I get really nervous to the point where my stomach is in knots. I'm shaking. I'm sweating. I I'm, I can't concentrate on anything. It is. It almost feels like a panic attack, but I don't think it gets to that point. But my heart is beating. It's palpitating. And I'm just really freaking out in the inside. On the outside, I'm trying to play it cool. But it, that happens to me every single time I know I'm going to have to present something or if I'm going to have to speak in front of a group. That's what I deal with. I don't know if other people deal with that same thing or have some form of that, but just think about that's what she has to go through, maybe at a level 10 because she seems so uncomfortable. Now, I'll get up there and I'll speak in front of people and eventually I'll calm down. Um, I might stutter a little bit. Sometimes my voice is shaking, but I usually am able to kind of work through it once you know, most of the time people aren't even paying attention when you're doing this presentation thing, especially at work. So that kind of makes me feel a little, a little bit better because all eyes aren't, aren't on me. They're usually doing whatever else they're doing. But to bring it back to summer, I could only imagine if it was me having to do that. And I think if people kind of get out of the fact that you're sitting on their phone or sitting on their computer typing away their first thoughts that they have and if they take a moment to kind of step into someone else's shoes and see how they would react to these certain things that maybe we would be a little bit more compassionate towards these people. That's all I'm saying. So Summer, I wish her all the best. I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever she needs to do to take care of herself, that's what she needs to do. I really enjoy her music. I, I love her as an artist and hopefully she's not done with music, but you know, take care of you. And that takes me on to Ari Linux. Now, this Ari Linux thing is kind of sad because the Soul Train Awards were this past weekend, and Ari was nominated for three awards, if I'm not mistaken. It was Collaboration, which um, she did Shea Butter Baby with J. Cole. She was nominated for Best R&B and Soul Female Artist, and she was nominated for Best Album or Mixtape. Now, she lost all three of those. The collab, she lost to Drake and Chris Brown. She lost the uh, R&B and Soul Female Artist of the Year to her, and she lost the Album or Mixtape of the Year to Lizzo. Now, she kind of started... (laughs) On Twitter the other day, I believe right after, not right after the awards, but maybe on that Monday, Tuesday, I'm not sure. And she was kind of going in on how she's very disappointed that she lost. You know, she makes soul music and she felt like of all the awards show, like Soul Train would recognize a soul artist. And she said she wasn't dissing anyone. She wasn't trying to bring any other other artists down. But she was simply just upset that she didn't win. She holds the Soul Train Awards at a very high standard. And she just really wanted to win this award. And she didn't say which particular award, but then she started talking about how, you know, she put her heart and soul into the album and she's upset that people are sleeping on it and she went on. It's a very long rant. I'm not going to read her tweets. You can, if she hasn't deleted them, they should still be on her Twitter. And if they're not on her Twitter, I'm sure by now some blog has picked it up and they have it all. But a lot of people were going in on her. A lot of people were commenting and 
saying that she's entitled and she's just a sore loser and things like that. And for whatever reason, she was reading these comments and she started to reply back to them and kind of take up for herself and say, if I'm upset, I can be upset. Just, you know, leave me alone. Just let me, you know, wallow in whatever I'm doing. I'm not going to complain like this every time. It's just this meant something to me and I just wanted to get it out. And again, people are going in on her and she's still responding. So my thing on Ari, just on that piece is, is her social media. She can feel free to get on any platform she has and speak her her mind and speak her piece. And she should be able to do that. But the downside to that is that when you do that, you leave it open for every everyone that follows you and people who don't follow you to be able to put their two cents in and kind of drag that negative energy around to perpetuate that into snowballing into something else, snowballing into something bigger than it really is, which is what happens. And then when she starts to respond to them, that kind of just adds more to it. And I wish she wouldn't have done that. I wish she just would have went wherever, went to her house or called some of her friends or got on a group chat or whatever and just like poured her heart out to people that actually love her and actually support her and, you know, got it out of her system and moved on. And instead, she went on social media and she did that. And like all these people who didn't need to be involved are now involved. And it goes, she goes on to say after continuously kind of going back and forth with some people and then just putting her feelings out there. Still, she says, well, look, I'm done with music. I'm not doing this anymore. My, I, my heart can't take it. I'm obviously too sensitive for this. I'm not going to do it anymore. Now, I don't know if she was serious because Ari is a funny person and she makes a lot of jokes. So I don't know if she's actually serious about this. I hope not. Again, just like Summer Walker, I feel like Ari Lennox is someone who's very talented. I am one of probably hundreds of thousands that really do love Ari Lennox's music. And we don't want her to leave. But I also don't want her to be so stressed out and be so unhappy in doing this that it's not enjoyable to her because you should love what you're doing. And as an artist, I also understand that when you put something out, it's a piece of you. Like this isn't manufactured. This isn't somebody told her to go in and sing about these things or write about these things. These things came from her heart and she wants them to be accepted and to be loved. And although mm, she shouldn't seek the validation in these awards is understandable that you would because how are you rated as an artist? Like as an artist, your what you put out is is up to somebody else's preference, what they like. So it's not like you can run a race or play a game and depending on how many points you got or how many how fast you win or if you pass this certain finish line that determines the winner. Your your the way you are determined to win, quote unquote, is by charts, is by awards and things like that. So I understand if you don't get those awards, then you feel like there's a little piece of you that may feel like you aren't you aren't worthy. Like you feel like you may be some sort of a failure. Now, some people 
don't look at that and don't care and just do the work just to do the work. And some people, even the strongest artists, maybe when they're just coming out, may feel slighted and may feel upset and things like that if they're not necessarily the top artist and receiving a lot of recognition and things for their work. So I totally get where she is and I'm not an artist, so I can't speak from that to tell her like so many other people are trying to tell her to just calm down is not a big deal because unless you're in her shoes, you don't know if it's a big deal or not. Like you're not the one that's getting nominated for anything. You're not the one that's getting your hopes up. You're not the one that's putting out things and you have to sit here and wait for the masses to either accept it or not. So that shows if you're charting or if you sold this amount or whatever, or if people are listening. And then if people aren't listening, are the executives listening or whoever's that's voting on these things, are they listening? And then are they recognizing you and things like that? That probably means a whole lot to her. And so we can't, people that were coming at her, it was just, it's ridiculous. But I mean, that's the world we live in now. Everyone is an armchair quarterback. Everyone can scream and shout about what they would do or what someone else should be doing. And half the time, these people don't have their lives together to be able to give someone else some advice on what they should be doing. So, And now since Ari has kind of made her grievances known, people are speculating that she's coming for Lizzo. And if she's not coming for Lizzo, now everyone else is jumping on the bandwagon and saying, well, Lizzo shouldn't have ever been nominated for this soul R&B or this R&B or soul album or mixtape anyway, because she doesn't sing, sing soul music. She sings pop music or whatever it is. And people are trying to come at her. And the thing is, again, it's just more people who have nothing to do with anything that just want to put their two cents in that's just causing a bunch of ruckus for no reason. Like, it's not Lizzo's fault that Soul Train nominated her and and she won the award. It's not her fault. It's not her fault she was in that category. If you're going to blame anybody, blame Soul Train and all these other other award shows that don't categorize people correctly and don't have enough categories for people to fully shine in what they're doing. I mean, if we want to talk about that, we can look at the Grammys that, that happened earlier this year And they had the nerve to put Beyonce and Jay-Z in the adult contemporary category for Everything is Love, which makes no sense to me. They actually ended up winning it. But why would that album be in adult contemporary? I, I don't understand. I don't know what the criteria is. And I don't know what the criteria is for a lot of these award shows and how they make these categories. But I do feel like every artist has a place to shine and there's room for all these artists to shine. And I'm not saying that we have to have, you know, all these hundreds and thousands of categories for these artists so everyone can get the blue ribbon and no one feels like a loser because that's not real life. But I do think they can look at some of these categories and we don't have to just put all the black people into one category because they're black. Back off of Lizzo, Back off of Ari, leave Summer alone. And people ought to just like, just mind your business. Like do what you need to do, live your life and stop trying to run other people's. I I just don't understand that need to want to comment on other people's lives like that. Like to make a comment, yes, but to like to at the person and to like fully submerge yourself into their business 
like you're their personal therapist doesn't make sense to me. But that's all I have on that. So now I'm going to move on to my number one. This past weekend, on November 15th, there was an anniversary of a great, great album in history. And that album was Crazy Sexy Cool. It was released 25 years ago on November 15th, 1994. Now this album and this group, TLC, means the absolute world to me. If anybody knows me, Anybody that went to high school with me knows that I thought I was really a part of TLC, that I thought I was T-Boz because that's who I was. I had picked her. That was that was who I was going to be in the group. That's just who I was. And nobody can tell me different. Before there were stands, before that song even came out, before they became a thing, I was definitely what they called a super fan or what they would call a stand today. I love me some TLC. I love them from the very beginning that I saw them. I've already talked about my love for them and why I felt like they were speaking directly to me and how I could relate to them. So I won't get into all that, but I do want to talk about Crazy Sexy Cool. Now, Crazy Sexy Cool is the best, well, I would say the highest selling and the most successful album that TLC has had. It actually is 12 times platinum. This is U.S. sales, which means it is a diamond record. Diamond means it's been 10 times platinum and plus, obviously, because it's 12 times. And this happened, this diamond certification happened in June 96. It is the second best-selling album by a girl group worldwide. It sold 23 million copies worldwide, just this album alone. Second best-selling album, only behind, I want to say, the Spice Girls and their their album. Um, you can look this up. This album, Crazy Sexy Cool, was their second album that they released. And people that had grown to know them, a lot of people knew they were like the girls that wore the big baggy clothes and the bright colors and talked about safe sex. And, you know, you only got a small glimpse of what they might look like outside of those baggy clothes if you watched the Hat to the Bag video, which was from their first album, Ooh, on the TLC tip. And it showed like a little glimpse in that video of this guy imagining what they would look like. And it showed them in these like tight black dresses. And everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe like you can see their legs. And you can see their arms and midriff and stuff like that. So we only had that little glimpse. Other than that, you really didn't see anything. So. When TLC came back for this second album, their first single was Creep. And Creep was, they were still doing some of the baggy clothes, but now they were starting to shed them a little bit and just, I guess, be a little bit more revealing. They had on these like silk pajamas with the buttons open so you could see like their midriff and things like that. And it was kind of a little bit more sexy than their other videos prior and it was a shock to see at least for a fan like myself to see them I was like oh what what are they doing this is this is new and so creep came out it was a hit and then they released a few more singles with waterfall being one of their biggest selling singles they've had to date and it talked about still on their same realm of like safe sex, but it talked about AIDS and and drugs and things like that. And it was a very powerful message that was very socially conscious. And they won tons of awards. In 1995 at the MTV Video Music Awards, TLC took over that whole whole award show. They They won as many awards as they possibly could. 
And it was just a big hit for them, which carried that album to the status that it is now. And Crazy Sexy Cool also kind of gave them, mm, I guess if you were to like put them in a certain category, they did that. They set Crazy Sexy Cool to kind of say all three of them are Crazy Sexy Cool, but you can also kind of categorize them in these certain ways, like T-Boss will be the cool, Chili is the sexy, and Left Eye is the crazy. And all, like I said, all three of them kind of possess those, I don't want to call them qualities, but kind of possess those inside of them. But um, it was a cute kind of play on words, and it just described their personalities. And the album was bomb, 16 tracks on it. They had five interludes. So I decided since I kind of rated Brandy's first album, I ranked the songs on it. I'm going to do the same thing with Crazy Sexy Cool. So I took out the five interludes. And if you've heard or you know Crazy Sexy Cool, if you've heard this album, you know these songs. So um, I would love to hear how you would rank these songs. But if you haven't, please go listen to it. So here we go. And I'm going to count this down. So my number 11, because there's 16 songs, but I took out the five interludes. So I'm starting with 11. Is the case of the fake people. Um, and none of these songs, I don't, I loved all the songs. I'm just ranking them by what is like my super favorites. So I love all of them, but case of the fake people will probably be my least favorite. But then there's Digging on You at number 10, Creep at number nine, Red Light Special, number eight, Waterfalls, number seven. Uh, number six is Kick Your Game. Number five, Something Wicked This Way Comes, by the way. Left Eye killed it on this song. It would probably be closer to number one. I don't know if it was just Left Eye. If I just went off that, it would definitely be like my number one, number two, because she killed it. Also, Andre 3000 was on this and his rap was bomb. So it gave a good message, but you should check it out. But number five, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Number four, If I Was Your Girlfriend, which was a remake of Prince's song. Number three is Switch. Number two, Let's Do It Again. Love it. Love that song. And of course, my number one is Take Our Time. That's when Chili took the lead. It was just a super like sensual, sexy little song, kind of like a solo almost from Chili. And it was kind of, I wouldn't say refreshing, but a lot of times T-Boz took the lead, which she did in um, Let's Do It Again. She took the lead on most songs. A lot of the songs, Chili would kind of sing the hooks and things too, or maybe backup verse or something like that. And uh, this album, she kind of stepped out a little bit because they were just trying to change things up. This was during the time where Left Eye was kind of going through her issues and she was in rehab and she wasn't around to be able to record a lot. So this album, you did not see a lot of solo raps from Left Eye, but what you did hear on it was amazing. So those are my rankings. And I did want to just put out there what uh, TLC did at the 95 MTV Music Awards, because I'd be remiss if I left this out. But they were nominated that year for Video of the Year, Best Group Video, Best R&B Video, Best Direction, Best Visual Effects, Best Art Direction, Best Editing, Best Cin Cinematography, Viewer's Choice, and Breakthrough Video. And they won Video of the Year for Waterfalls. They won Best Group Video. They won Best R&B Video. And they won Viewer's Choice that year. And just in case you don't really know who TLC is, I talked about before how Crazy Sexy Cool is the second highest selling 
album of all time by a girl group behind the Spice Girls, which just sold 23 million worldwide. And that's 23 million real sales. We're not talking about streaming. This is back in 96. So we weren't talking about streaming. We're not talking about MP3s or sharing or whatever. This this was actually people going to the store, buying physical copies of the album. So that that means a lot. 23 million worldwide is, is a big deal. But also TLC is the highest selling girl group. Well, the third highest selling girl, girl group behind Spice Girls. And there's another group called the Andrew Sisters in their total career. They've sold 65 million albums. And so they're the second in the U.S., the third worldwide uh, girl group. So they're a big deal. And they meant a lot to me growing up. They came out right when I was just about to start high school. So again, all through Ooh on a TLC tip, Crazy Sexy Cool, Fan Mail, 3D, all the albums that they've had, it, they pretty much grew up with me. So I love them. I will always love them. Rest in peace to Left Eye. Her songs, her raps, her personality, just the things that she's done will always live on to me because she made such a great impact to the group and just as well as just her being her. Love that group. I will always love that group. It will always be TLC forever until I'm old and gray or they're old and gray. I love that they're still out here, still relevant, still touring. Maybe one day I will get to see them because I know it is such a shame that I've never seen them live this whole time and the whole 20 years of them being out, 20 plus years, I have not gotten to see them live. One day, hopefully I, I will. Have had the chance to meet T-Boz and Chili, but it was years ago. And like I said, it was right after Left Eye passed. They weren't trying to be around people. So um, I understood that. So it was just a quick little hi, how you doing? That was it. So I would love to go to one of their shows actually go to a meet and greet and get to tell them how much they've affected my life and how much they mean to me. So, and you know, with all the accolades I just mentioned about TLC, you would think that at some point they would start doing some tributes to them. If people want to talk about someone that's been slept on, uh, TLC has made a big impact in the industry. Um, I know they're not as popular now as they were back then, but the things that they've done in the industry, the changes that they created and the impact that they made definitely deserves to be recognized. So hopefully one day one of these award shows will definitely give my girls some kind of tribute or recognition because they definitely deserve it. On that note, I'm going to end it. That is all I have. So thank you again for hanging out with me, listening to me. And again, Go to jaysquicks3.buzzsprout.com. You can find my links there. I do have some exciting things hopefully coming up in the new year that I'll share with you guys then. Also, the holidays are coming up. So I'm only going to do probably another couple of episodes before the end of the year. And then I'm just going to go on a little break so I can make some money because this does not pay the bills and get some holiday money. My family's coming into town, so I want to spend some time with them. So I will go on a small little hiatus, but I will be back sometime in January. So don't fret. I will be back. But again, thanks for listening and I will talk to you guys later. Peace. <laughs>